You're listening to the Penrith Perception Podcast, where we drive discussions about the cogs and gears that run a selective high school in New South Wales. In today's episode, we will hear from Miss Berry, who teaches in Kappa, as well as two Year 11 art students, Bhavika and Amir, who are very excited to share their thoughts and personal experiences with our school's many art programs, including their reasons for choosing it and why they think their junior years should do it too. In an academically selective school like Penrith, art is given a very narrow image despite being such a versatile subject. Today we're here to get a crack on why this happens and find out what is or isn't true about this from three experienced people on the matter. So let's start off with our first question. What impression do you think people have of arts? Uh, I hope that uh, their impression is that it's a creative space that people can come into uh, and develop their skills and hopefully walk away from here by the end of their school career having refined their art making skills and also had fun. Um, art is meant to be fun, it's meant to be enjoyed. So I'm hoping that when people come to us in visual arts that they are enjoying themselves and that normally leads to success. If you enjoy what you do, uh, you want to keep coming back, coming to the art rooms in your recess and lunch like Bavika and Amea do over here. And, uh, you know, it goes hand in hand. The more you spend time on something, the better you become at it. I would also say that, like, a lot of people think that art is just for people who are creatively inclined previously, but... Starting off, I wasn't that great, but I would, like Miss Berry said, I definitely like develop my skills. And I think you just need an open mind and be able to express yourself in a creative way and just be open to new ideas, trying new things, having fun. I might also add that it's also quite rigorous in terms of the writing. So some people think that art might be considered a bit of a free. That's a term that I've heard a few um, students uh, throw around and um, and it really isn't the more um, the more time you spend in the art room the, the more you realize that there is quite a bit of theory involved in terms of learning about different artists and their practices but also writing we write quite long essays and a lot of short answer responses and it helps support other subjects where you might be writing such as English or history uh, and those sorts of humanity subjects. Well like I myself I'm not really engaged in art so much so I don't really know what you mean by like the theory side because I've only been exposed to the creative and like the more constructing the art part of it. So do you want to kind of delve into what you mean by the theory behind art? Uh, Well, it's actually 50% of the course is art history and criticism. Um, So the other 50% is art making. So students will learn to talk about artworks. They learn to write about artworks. They learn about artworks from a range of cultures and time periods. And quite often there's an overlap between art history and general history as well. So quite often find that our students who are studying modern or ancient history have a better understanding of visual arts because the two have a lot of overlap. Yeah, there's a lot of essay writing and in our recent exam, it was all theory. And the good thing about it is that like you can write anything and justify it because everyone's interpretations are different. And while someone may see one artwork as like X, somebody else might see as Y. And they're both completely acceptable responses because everyone just has different interpretations of art. So are there any misconceptions about taking art as a subject? One really common misconception, I would say, is what is covered under art. A lot of people think art and they go painting or drawing, um, but there's so much more that is covered under art. Photography, for example, is like covered by art in HSC. And even within painting, there's so many different types of materials you can use, so many different styles. Um, recently, we did lino cuts, which is like we etched into a plate and then we printed it. But there's also so much freedom and creative expression that you can choose what you want to do within set limitations. Well, I would say a big misconception is about how like people think that, oh, it won't count towards my HSC or it's not that 
valued for HSC. But we have such a strong environment at Penrith that supports the creative arts and creative subjects that you end up doing really well because you have such a strong support system. Yeah, I think um, you're right, Bhavika. Some people do worry that it's not going to help their ATAR um, when, in fact, it doesn't actually make a difference about scaling or anything like that. If you're doing well and you're going to get a band six and you're going to get that high ATAR, the other thing is that people think, why do visual arts if I'm not going to become an artist? But, in fact, our skills, um, the skills that you develop in visual arts are quite transferable and they also involve things like problem solving, which can be used in a range of careers. So... I think students um, probably need to have a bit more of an open mind when thinking about choosing visual arts and how it can help other careers such as architecture or design or maybe they'll become a curator. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be in a studio with a beret on at an easel creating a painting for the rest of their life. The other thing that students may not be aware of is that they actually complete half of their HSC by August. So half of that examination is done and dusted by August, which is a pretty comforting thought when you have so many other exams to do. And then the final part of that puzzle, I guess, is completed in November when they sit their written examinations. So the part that's completed in August is the body of work. Uh, So students have plenty of time to be prepared for that written examination at the end. So the pressure is off, even though bodies of work might sound daunting. We're very organised here and we make sure that there's ample time for completion of both aspects of the course. So was the exhibition recently for the year 12's like final project? Yeah, we just saw like it was about 80% done, the HSC bodies of work, two months early, which is like, wow, we're on top of things. And it was really nice to see how the year 12's are able to like uh, express their passions and explore the new different ways. Like there was so much, there was sculpture, photography, digital art. There was so much that you could see and explore. And it really helped with us being able to see what we could do like next year in the coming, not even coming year, coming few months, starting our body of work. Yeah, you'll be starting in term four. Oh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> the other great thing about having an exhibition is it's part of the process of being an artist. Uh, and while the artists themselves might feel really vulnerable putting themselves out there, uh, you know, exposed to commentary from people coming in who haven't been a part of, of that art making process, it's a really important thing to put your work out there, stand back from it, look at it with fresh eyes and quite often any issues that you may not have noticed before pop up on exhibition night and you you look at your painting, you think, oh, I really need to change that top left, left-hand corner to this colour, whereas when you're in the studio, you don't necessarily see those things. So, I think another thing I really liked about the exhibition yesterday was how there was like an array of different uh, people doing, like Amir said, different forms of art. But because the parents came and had a look at their children's artworks, it was really nice to see the parents just really proud of their students' hard work because it the exhibition also opens up... Um, the work of art students to the wider school community and it's really nice to just see that like art is getting more recognition in the wider community. Well this is a good segue into another question that I have so I'm assuming you guys went to the exhibition and looked at the art Mm. so is that a way of finding um, inspiration for your own art and if not or if so what are some other ways that you find inspiration for your own art? Well I mean the exhibition yesterday that we saw had like multiple types there were sculptures there were paintings there was digital art there was photography there was liner prints things that we've been experimenting with now so it kind of we're able to recognize that there's so many more things that we can do and it helps with artist statements we can see where they've drawn inspiration from and things that there was a few like environmental impact ones there was a chess set and cultural inspirations which is things that we get our works from as well it's we recently did a few liner conference 
with the liner conference we went around the city and we get inspiration from the things around us that we see every day we get inspiration along that from our culture with our family and with art you start to see the values and things that you'd see every day and it's incredible to be able to turn that into something beautiful that others can enjoy so you mentioned artist statement i'm not really sure what that is do you want to explain what that is artist statements is pretty much it's a description of your artwork yeah it's a description of your artwork and also your art practice so sometimes it's written in third person but um, basically the student will describe what they've been doing and how they how they did it Um, generally we don't submit the artist statement to nessa though uh, and the reason for that is sometimes you can really sway the marker in a direction that may not be helpful uh, in terms of marking your work. So we, we always give a title, but they, they almost recommend that we don't provide an artist statement. So it's still a good practice to write an artist statement because it can help to solidify your own concept. And it's also really nice for the audience at the exhibition to, to read into your work a bit more. But it's actually quite interesting that Nessa advise people to not submit an artist statement unless absolutely necessary. So what are some of the projects that you guys have done in the past and which ones did you like the most? So in my junior high school career, let's say, I did visual arts enrichment and it's kind of just like, it's an hour a week where you get together with other students and teachers and you kind of take part in projects that go all around the world actually. So the Young Archies Prize, which is a subcategory of the Archibald Prize where students submit artworks and so that's really nice because you get to just like, if you draw somebody that you've like, take inspiration of someone you love, someone you like, com- feel comfortable in their company with. And so that's really fun. And there's a, another art exchange that we do across Japan as well, where we submit artworks with them. They do an exhibition there, which I did. And I currently have a tiger there somewhere. Yeah, yeah I saw the that From the 2021 one. exhibition. Oh, tw- 2021 or 2022, I can't remember. You're an international artist. I am an international <laughs> artist. <laughs> I saw it and it was amazing. Like, <sighs> genuinely incredible. You flattered me, Holly. <laughs> Uh, a few weeks ago in Richmond were uh, engaged in an incursion uh, where we had a First Nations artist come in and introduce them to basket weaving. So the students sat in the yarning circle one uh, freezing morning and they learnt that process of weaving and stitching to create a basket and uh, that process is still ongoing and the students are hoping to finish those by early next term so, with it, so that we can exhibit them. What about clubs and other art initiatives for eager students? So like at Penrith, because we have so many opportunities for creative expression, um, we have, you know, art as a subject from year 7 to 10, you can do it as an elective, as a HSC subject, and as Miss mentioned, you can also do it as an enrichment. But we also have an art club, um, which is run by me and one of my friends, Hazel, and basically we just run it once a week, one recess a week, and we just let people come in and do something that they choose, and we just... It's more people-focused because we get to do what you want and we develop the skills that people want. A lot of kids can come in and they say like, oh, we need help with this assignment. Just not sure where to start. And because a lot of people are experienced within the club, they can also help each other out. And it's really nice to see people just across different grades, especially collaborating and just fostering new relationships. So is it like mainly assignment help or can you just like come in to the art club and like ask like oh I wanted to create a painting can you help me out (laughs) absolutely it's anything and everything that you want to do it's um because there's no such set limitations as such we engage in activities that the members of the club want to do um and then we just facilitate those as they want to do 
That's great. So do you guys have a lot of people so far? Um, we have a small team right now, about seven to eight people, but, you know, we're happy with that. Okay. I mean, I feel like given the amount of effort you guys put in and, like, what you guys have to offer, people should really consider joining the art club. Yeah, we're happy to welcome new members. So if you want to join the art club, I believe it's once a week. Yeah, so it runs at Tuesday recess in the art room, uh, C13. And the enrichment is? The enrichment is run by Mr Wallace uh, and that's Monday mornings, 8am until 9am in C14. So how long would you guys say you'd usually spend on each artwork? So, I mean, it depends on if you're trying to learn a new art form or you're just practising one that you've done or you're working on a major work. But generally, because since I started artwork, I've been really into uh, sketches and pencil drawings and they can get very detailed and so it, it can take me hours to get through one drawing and then sometimes I'll feel like oh I don't feel like doing this and I'll try another one I mean if I enjoy it I can kind of just like sit there and do an artwork for hours and I'll have something going in the background some music like an ambiance if you will that that helps me just keep going so it's not really about the time it's more about just how I feel how I'm when I'm doing it yeah and I just wanted to add like I know Amia does a lot of fine detailed stuff but like I have artworks that I started in year nine and they're still ongoing. And I have artworks that where I spent like the whole day just going project after project. It really depends on your motivation, your effort, and I guess how much you, like Amia said, how much you feel about the artwork. As for school projects, we're often given a set time frame. That Like um, our most recent project, we had most of the time to do it. But the next one where we're doing clay things, we have only two or three weeks to do it. And... I guess that really teaches us as well time management skills because you have to balance um, art theory and art practice in the set time frame. Oh, Miss Berry, do you do like any artworks yourself? Uh, I try to. Uh, I haven't actually made any consistent work for about five years and that's coincided with the birth of my second child. So I've been a little bit busy, but before that... Uh, I had an exhibition uh, and I'm a ceramicist. I'm also a photographer, but ceramics is my my first love, I guess. And um, I've got a pottery wheel at home. It's currently in my shed um, collecting dust. But when I do go to make artworks, it usually involves clay. Miss, I'm so jealous that you have a pottery wheel at home. Because, like, I don't really tell people this often, but one hobby that I really want to get into is ceramics. But pottery wheels are really, really expensive. They are, and they're also hard to come by. I think during lockdown, a lot of people um, decided that they wanted to get into to pottery or ceramics. And so, um, yeah, a lot of them got purchased. And, you know, I think that's also quite telling that during lockdown when our lives were um, not as we knew them, a lot of people turned to the arts and, and found it therapeutic. And um, it sort of completed that void that they were sort of missing because our lives were turned upside down by lockdown. Yeah. Um, do you have any other art forms that you've also done in the past or you would like to do? Uh, I think, look, I'm not a very good painter and I, I'm happy to go on record and say that, um, but I really, I quite enjoy watercolour and that was something that I actually did in lockdown. I did an online uh, watercolour paint your dog uh, workshop, which was really enjoyable and um, I always thought that I didn't like painting until I did this and now I find that I choose to sometimes pick up the paintbrush and watercolours at home if I've got a, a spare few hours and um, so that's been really nice to reinvigorate that and sort of, you know, dive into something that I didn't know I actually liked. What about you, Barbika? Do you have any art forms that you kind of lean towards? Um, 
mine's complete opposite because I'm more confident in painting. Um, I think that's what I've been doing since like I was you know eight eight or nine, and it's just most um, what I'm most confident in and most comfortable in. Um, I was actually quite scared trying out new things in year nine and eleven because I was like, oh, what if I fail at this? What if I don't do great? But um, yeah, I think the support from the teachers really helped and. I've also been able to refine, you know, my favorites, which was painting in different forms. I've experimented with different materials, different types of paints. What was the longest you've spent on an artwork? Uh, look, it's probably going back to ancient times when I was at university and um, we had an exhibition that we worked towards uh, at the end of our third year of the Bachelor of Fine Arts. So I think, you know, it wasn't one singular artwork, it was a body of work. So it was lots and lots of pots that I threw on the wheel, but... That's probably the most amount of time and maybe my own HSC when I did that a long, long time ago as well. What about you? Um, I don't think I really remember, but I would say like, you know, just works that I haven't even completed to this day because I have um, loads that I just started, but then things came up and I didn't end up finishing them. And Did you do um, start doing visual arts in year 10? Um, no, I started in year 7 because oh, it was right. mandatory yeah. and then I continued it on... Um, Till year ten, uh, till year nine, and then I had to drop it because of some clashes with subjects in year ten, and yeah. I picked it up again this year. Yeah. So, how long have you guys been doing art, like outside of school included? Since I was really young, um, my family have like always supported me, and that's been really nice because I've always been able to like grasp every opportunity in school and within outside school. And so, I think as far as I can remember, to be honest, I've been involved in the arts. Um, my story's a little bit different actually. I Before I became an art teacher I thought I wanted to become a vet. Uh, I even did work experience at the local veterinary clinic and I think it was probably an hour into that when I was helping put a, a dog that had passed away into a body bag and then into the freezer that I realised that wasn't the career for me. Anyway, fast forward, I ended up uh, choosing visual arts in year 11. Um, I didn't really think much of it but by the time I finished year 12 I reflected on what subjects I enjoyed the most and visual arts was definitely the, the the winner, I guess. And so I went on to study visual arts at university and a Bachelor of Fine Arts and from there became a teacher and I've never really looked back. Um, and I think that just goes to show that everyone can have different journeys with art and that's completely okay. Like people can start off completely despising it but end up loving it and that's, I guess, an opportunity to explore your interests and you know try out new things. I feel like a lot of people think that they're like restricted by their age so when they when they're already in like year 11 or year 12 and they haven't really engaged with any sort of art they think oh it's like too late everyone my age is already so good at what they do so what's even the point but I feel like we shouldn't have that enclosed sort of mindset and be more open to just starting. Yeah, definitely. Not at any age. Um, yeah, I think that personally resonates with me because when I came to high school, I was like, oh, I'm so good at art, like because I enjoyed it. And I was like, that's my thing. You know, it's my hobby. And then I came to you know high school and I realized that there are other people just like me. And I constantly put myself down thinking that, oh, I'm not good enough. My art isn't good enough. But I've come to realize that, you know, everyone has their own individual journey and it's completely OK. And you don't have to be, you know, limited by what you've been doing before any age any experience skill is completely acceptable there's so many artists that have found success in the art world at older ages some people have started from younger ages and it's kind of a free-for-all you know how would you promote art in a selective school environment like Penrith 
Uh, well, we're really lucky here at Penrith to have the Wendy DePoli Gallery, which is located in downstairs A Block, which is a dedicated space where works are showcased every term uh, with a fresh ex- exhibition. Currently, we've got uh, Year 9 and 10 Impressionist paintings uh, on display and next term we'll have a, a new exciting exhibition that will come through. So watch this space. Um, I think it's also important to say that things like art, subjects like art or creative expression is really important in a selective school because it kind of gives you a an opportunity to step back and really be like, oh, I can take a breath and just relax from the academic stress. And while, you know, you might take subjects like art, music as HSC subjects, it still allows you to be able to be free from the other more content heavy or maybe stressful subjects and be able to do what you like, but also make sure it counts in the long run. Before I even came to Penrith High, my perception of Penrith High never really considered the kappa or the arts aspect of Penrith High. But after coming here, I've realised that there's so much art and like focus on like kappa in the school, which I feel like people don't really recognise because we are an academically selective high school. So I think, yeah, that's something that I feel like we should just make known more to the public as well. Yeah, definitely. Like um, Penrith has a really good extracurricular and enrichment program. And of course, the creative arts is a huge part of that. And we're really lucky to have really amazing teachers who support these programs and help run them. Thank you, Pavika. Uh, also, I think having um, you know exhibitions which bring the community together and I guess make the visual arts, or make the arts visible, I should say, um, is really important. That's it for today's episode of The Penrith Perception. We hope you enjoyed the inspiring words of your community and culture. Thank you so, so much to everyone who shared their experiences and words. That about wraps up our discussion today. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the Multimedia Leaders. To support us and be notified when new episodes are released, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at The Penrith Perception for more news and upcoming stories. This podcast was recorded on Darug land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The Penrith Perception is mixed and edited by Manasvi Salaka and Yashika Saravanan. Executive produced by Holly Kurikos and Dimity Skardanas. Produced by Diane Kaslangan, Tamina Manchandia, Abby Tama. Scripted by Srikar Kumpela, Amanya Valivetti, Jamila Faisal and Marlena Hanna. Graphic design by Jai Zhu. Music composed by Preetam Telugu.